What up, what up? Want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your guy, Emmanuel. I'm back in the kitchen. I'm whipping it up. And today, you are all going to escalate with us, man. I got Kobe in the building, man. Say what's up to the people, yes, bro. Sir, what's up? How y'all doing? Man, man, bro. I'm so glad you came through, man. Appreciate you having me, man. Man, congrats on the new album. Thank you. It's Thank been out you. a week now. Yep. By the time they hear it, two weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah, exciting bro. times, man. Yeah, man. Big things popping for you, bro. So, of course. Um, real quick, man, like before we get into it, like I want to just have you introduce yourself, man. Tell the people who you are, where you from, and what you've been up to, bro. All right. So, my name is Kobe. Uh, born and raised in, in Portland, Oregon. Um, ref that to the death of me. Mm. And uh, I'm a producer, I'm a rapper, uh, creative director. Uh, I pretty much try to put my hands in, in everything and get involved in some way to, you know, express my creativity. Word. And tell everybody about the album that just dropped, man. So I uh, dropped an album called Escalate With Me. Uh, the album is my first album. Um, I've dropped mixtapes, EPs before in the past, but this was like my first project where I took myself seriously as an artist and and was able to translate my life experiences into my music. Man. Yeah. So you say producer and yeah. artist, so you made all the beats. So actually, I, the funny thing is, I didn't make any beats for this album. Oh, okay. Um, I in <laughs> previous the beats is lit. Bro. Yeah, previous projects, uh, I've like produced a lot of my stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in this project, I just kind of took a step back, so just so I can focus on on the rapping portion and yeah. and uh, you know, it was I felt like the production needed a lot more. Um, work to it so I wanted to have high quality production and I just pretty much kept it in the circle and worked with like all close homies yeah yeah. that's wise of you bro like cause I was in that boat I, I made my own album back when I was 26 or something 33 okay. now so but I did like a lion's share of the production mm. and that takes a toll bro yeah. when you trying to do the beats right. mix master yeah. you know what I mean it does it All of that, bro, yeah. and then write everything and record. It's like, yo, right. that's that's a lot of work, bro. It and I mean, like I I realized that quickly, yeah. you know. So I was like, <laughs> man, let me let me not, you know, try to try to do so much. And plus, I was like in school when a lot of this album was being made. Yeah. So uh, I I just knew it wouldn't be smart to try to do so much, you know, um, and and probably not be satisfied with the project project you yeah, know in, yeah. the, in the end so you know i started reaching out to homies people i know that that produce and mm -hmm. you know we, we made it happen beats was fire bro so oh, but shit. before we get into the album i want to uh -huh. have everybody know just like your background you know what i mean your your foundation okay so how old are you now i'm 23 23 yeah young dude yeah. that's what's up bro yeah. doing your thing of course. so just graduated college right yep and you're from port so what tell people like high school college that what what was that experience like getting you to this point uh so in high school that's actually when i started really making music yep. uh, my freshman year of high school we had this uh it was a it was a production music production class mm -hmm. um and it was funny because it was the first year that they had ever had the class mm -hmm. we had a new music teacher that year and he started teaching that class and i knew that was something that i just want to try out just to just because and right. i'm i mean i'm getting credits for it so why not yeah. and uh it was it was fun i mean it, i pretty much started my whole music career producing and mm -hmm. then 
<clears throat> after the after producing, I started writing to okay. the beats I was making. And you was like on FL Studio or what was you using? Um, we had used Reason. Reason, Reason and. Reason and Sony Asset, I believe, yeah, was yeah. the two pro, uh, programs. We never used FL Studio, actually. Okay. And the main reason, because, no pun intended, um, <laughs> is because the my music teacher, he didn't think that FL Studio would Progress. really teach us about, like, producing, you know? Um, because Reason, they have, like, digital racks in there, so it's like you're actually in a studio engineering your right. own beats and everything. Right. Um, so we were able to learn about different music racks and everything while also producing music. Can I tell you something, bro? What's up? That was the biggest mistake of my music career, bro. Really? I was on FL Studio before, when it was Fruity Loops. Right, right, yeah. Right? And so I was on, in high school, I was 15 years old, that's when we started Fruity Loops 3. That was mm -hmm. it, bro. You know what I mean? Like, everybody mm -hmm. was on that that was trying to make beats. Right. And it wasn't a lot of people back then. Right. And so, me and my partner Speedy, like, we was on it tough. Oh, sweet. And we, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, we was on uh, Fruity Loops 3, Fruity Loops 4. Mm -hmm. We was cold. In high school, mm -hmm. we was cold on Fruity Loops. But, like, the sound sounded real, like, video game-ish. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, the quality wasn't there back in the day. Right, right. And so, you could tell a Fruity Loops beat. From a yeah. regular beat, but we used to import sounds like crazy and like oh, yeah. sample. I would use acid to sample. Okay, you know what I mean. That's what. So that's what we use acid for. for yeah, when so we, you can, when you he could talks about up. sampling. Exactly. Yep. So we would sample it, sampling acid, <clears throat> importing uh, okay. fruit loops. Yeah. But then, like, we went the hardware route because uh -huh. that's where all the major producers were at. Right. Like in the yeah. you know late like early two thousands. You yeah. know what I mean? Late nineties, early two thousands, and there was no major artists breaking mm -hmm. records off of fruit loops. Right. But then, like, four or five years later, like, after I got off software and went to hardware, <laughs> yeah. the whole industry was on for you. It right. When it turned to FL Studio. Yeah. And it's like, yo, if I, and I just I just kind of, like, lost touch with the whole program. Mm -hmm. And, like, when I tried to get back on it, like, five or six years ago, mm -hmm. it just wasn't the same, bro. And I've, I've just <laughs> never been, like, I've had it on my computer, man, for, Word. like, four years. And I've every time I've opened it, I'm like, I don't even know where to start. Don't know you where to know? start, Like, bro. because it's... It's, to me, I feel like their interface is really confusing. It it is if you don't know what you're doing, like it's, if you yeah. haven't messed around with it for a couple years. Yeah, yeah, bro, it's crazy. I, I mean, I've I've watched plenty of producers explain how they made a beat on FL Studio, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I still don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, but I can open up Reason, click, click, and that's the thing. Uh, from FL Studio users, I've heard that they've told me that it's Reason is complicated. Mm-hmm. And it was like, to me. It was complicated when I was coming up because I was okay. so used to fruity loose, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's just like I, I don't know. It, it's really whatever one you start out with. It's like you continue working with that one unless you. Then there's like the other people that would be using like Ableton yeah. or uh, uh, Machine, and I think that's like another one. But yeah, it's yeah. and I mean there's some people. Who, I feel like the people who use Ableton. I haven't heard one person that uses Ableton and isn't a good producer. Oh yeah, like you know Paul, Paul Tegron. Yeah, yeah, Ableton. He did dream Cold it. with it. Oh, that was him. Yeah, you lying? Yeah, that wow, was him. that was him. Wow, bro. Yeah, he did dreaming. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. he killed that. Yeah, man. See, I, I met him when he was in college when he first came to Concordia. Oh, okay. And he came to the house, man. And we made a beat, bro. He, you know, you know how he is on yeah. the keys. Right, just, kill it. Oh just, my god, he just smooth. sat down and was just like, boom. I was like, yo, yeah, too smooth. He's like, what you gonna do with this? Like, bro, just give me a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I came back and made some fire, but it was like, yo, Paul is nice on the keys, bro. Yes.
Yes. Wow. Yeah, man. We, yeah, me and him need to work some more. Because like we, we like, he's given me beats before, but yeah. um, I never felt like they fit the project until like I had Dreaming. Yeah. And then we'll get to that though. Later. Yeah, I'm yeah. feeling that. <laughs> I sent you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so yeah, where was you at in your story? You was so, so uh, like high school. school. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, producing, writing to my own beats. Then a couple years that passed by. Then I'm to the point where I'm just writing on, you know, instrumentals that I can find. Yeah. Recording in my own room. Mm-hmm. Uh, putting out music. Pretty much just sharing with my friends, whatever, you know. Not sure, like, how far the music would reach people. But right. as long as it's out. To me, it was like, as long as it's out, it's cool, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then, <laughs> uh, my, I believe my junior year of high school, I had made... At the time, what was it? Rack City. Rack City was a popular song at the mm. time. Uh, my high school mascot was the Rams, so I made a song called Ram City. Mm. It was the the warm up song for uh, our girls basketball team. Made a whole. It's like our girls basketball team. They we they were better than the men's basketball team, and like there was actually a lot of people that paid attention to them. That's you know, so uh, uh, they had, went to state. I think that my junior year, and we won state senior year. That's what's um, and actually senior. Year, Men, our men and women's team was in the in-state championship, mm. and so like we watched one game, stayed there, watched the next day at the uh, Rose Garden Motor well, Center. That's Central Catholic, of course, yeah. man, y'all. You know, I mean, I don't think we've been back since. Yeah, since I graduated, <laughs> so you know, I, I hold on to that. Wait, um, what year was that? 20, 2013. You know, JJ Wills. Yeah. Okay, that's, yeah. my, that's my little cousin. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, I know. I mean, I know. Uh, I knew like all the black kids at Central. That's what's <laughs> y'all should know each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly, because it wasn't much of us. So right. you know. Uh, so yeah, it was like I made that song, uh, and that song like was super popular, just like in our little high school community. Yeah. Uh, even like teachers knew about it. Okay. Everything. The teachers yeah. was on it. That's what's yeah, yeah. And I mean, they played it every time they warmed up, so that was pretty dope. Yeah. And um, senior year, you know, I'm. Just, at, by that point, I started taking it more seriously. I'm like performing at open mics, um, and by college, then that's when I was producing more. Uh, wasn't really collaborating with anybody mm-hmm. um, because in high school I was collaborating with some of my friends at the school. Oh, we had did a, a cipher for Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Made like a little video for it. Showed it during our Black History Month. Uh, uh, assembly mm-hmm. to the whole school. I did like a couple of performances like at assemblies to school assemblies. So I w- that was cool. That w- that was just like you know it was building confidence pretty much. Yeah. And in college, more open mics, um, a lot of open mics actually. Like even when they had like little showcases and everything. And uh, where was where was college at for you? Uh, so I went to college at uh, Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, I mean, they already had. That was one thing I learned quickly. Like they had their own sound there. Oh, like yeah. it, it that was DMV. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It was more like it was less about lyricism and more about the production. Facts. You got to have your hard hitting beat. You know, Facts. some catchy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not me. You know, like <laughs> I was always so focused on lyricism. So you, you were trying to do the go go raps, bro. Nah, I was never really into it. Like <laughs> I, I listened to it, you know. Word. But there would be some people. I'm like, I'm better than this dude, you know. Oh, and, but I'm, sure. but I'm, but I'm not getting any looks because I'm not from because here. They, it's not about lyrics, man. Right. I, I noticed that in in Houston, bro. Like yeah. 
cats be doing a cipher. Yeah. And it's like, it'll be a dude that be really spitting. Yeah. But if it's one dude, oh, Cliff, nigga, that's my hood. Yeah. Ah, and everybody yeah. just starts screaming. It's like, yeah. if somebody shout out his hood yeah. and he got three or four dudes there that's with mm-hmm. him. He he won, bro. Like yeah. everybody, that's is gonna is gonna react that's to that. Funny, that's really how it was. It yeah. was like though there was some of those people. I mean, like our um, area code down there is seven five seven. So it was yeah. like if there was anybody at any type of show there, and they from that area, Word. they getting way more love than yeah. any. It, even if somebody was like from Richmond, it was like hour and a half away. You mm-hmm. know, like you know, the people wasn't really. They, they'll rock way more with the people anybody from the 7-5 and they're like oh yeah I'm supporting this dude they have a show they rap it along with the song yeah. you know it's just like bro I need to I should be <laughs> on one of these shows you know like I, but and I, and that was the one thing it's because man college students are a tough crowd you mm-hmm. know and um, it wasn't like that I wasn't getting shown love but uh, it I knew my music wasn't really connecting work and it, it kind of changed like my whole approach and and not even like what i'm talking about because i was like i'm gonna keep talking about the same stuff most of my songs are about life experiences you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so like i'm not gonna change who i am as an artist but i know that i can be a little bit more versatile mm-hmm. you know and and add add some more like dimensions to my to my rap game so um it by like I think my junior year that's when it was like I didn't have anywhere to record actually almost that whole time in college I didn't have anywhere to record I had like a couple of places but it was like um, maybe like once or twice and that would be it you know so not being able to record made me so much better as an artist even mm-hmm. like coming back to Portland I wouldn't have anywhere and uh, although I did record a project here 20 2015 and I would only be back in Portland for like see in the summer so like three months Mm -hmm. Christmas break one month I'm back in Virginia you know Uh, so yeah I mean and that like when I did record music it was just rushed because you know I'm not trying to spend too much money I'm trying to um, record all these songs in like one day when they could probably be a little bit more polished or whatever but that's you just trying to knock them out real quick just trying to knock them yeah, out you so know you so something. I can just have something yeah put and, some on SoundCloud real quick right exactly yeah. <laughs> And but I mean that was, that's just kind of part of like the, the learning experience as an artist yeah. you know and um, yeah once it got to that point where it was like after that after that project that mixtape I released um, in 2015 I believe it was yeah 2015 2016 uh, then yeah, after that, I was like, my engineer, uh, he had closed the studio, and he started working from home, um, and then that's why I was like, all right, I ain't got nowhere to record. I had a homie I was recording at his apartment, uh, and then he had graduated. So it was like, in, in that time, I'm like, okay, I know now, like, I always, I will forever say that that was a blessing in disguise, because mm-hmm. I, I took that time. I'm like practicing raps. I'm just writing for fun, yeah. you know. Uh, and that was probably like the first time I had done that. Um, so when did uh, you know that this was it, though? Like, cause you, I would cause probably you, say at that time at when that time? The, when I had when I had all that time to to just work on my craft. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, people don't know. Like, I got heat. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is serious. Like, this is brutal. this. Yeah, it was it was like I had some of the songs that's on the album were written in in that time. Um, I was. 
I was just doing stuff mainly as like a, a mental exercise to to better myself. You know, it was I'm I'm over here working on different flows, cadences. Um, delivery was a big one. I, I practiced that a lot. I mean, it would be songs that I knew the lyrics to, uh, but I just rap them in like at any time, just mm. rapping them. Just yeah. and it, I'll probably be rapping it the exact same way, but it was like, how can I? I'm a perfectionist, so it's like, how can I perfect this? Like, just just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, it may sound good now, but there's there has to be something I can change. You know, that would make this better. Um, and yeah, man, like during so it's like 2016, 2017, uh, when I'm just going through this phase of practice. You know, trying to put in that, those ten thousand hours. Yeah. Uh, that's that's when I was like, I think this. I think I could really go far with this mm-hmm. and yeah i mean here we are you know this is this is just the beginning that's what's up bro. you know quick rewind bro yeah what made you choose odu was it virginia uh-huh. you just want to get in that area was it something about the school uh so actually i was trying to go to cali because okay. I, I have a lot of family there mm-hmm. i was like so you know for one i originally wanted to be a, a computer engineer okay um there's like other outside of music computers technology any of that like that's that's always been like something i've been heavily interested in i've been like really good at yeah uh, probably since like five years old uh but then there was some weird like credit thing where it was like in oregon or like washington whatever or pretty much anywhere else um my art credits were good mm-hmm. but it was like if i applied to any california state schools like uh, my art credits wouldn't transfer. It was something really weird. It, they they had it was because like that that music production class that I took freshman year and uh, did I take both freshman? Year? I might have took both my freshman year because it was two two uh, semesters worth of it. Okay. And uh, because I took those and those counted as art credits, it was like the California State Schools they needed me to have taken like an actual art class mm. because they didn't consider music production as like a or, yeah the disrespect right and Come just, on now. that's what i'm saying <laughs> and that's just because that that music production class was new yeah so i'm like why ain't nobody tell me this you know it's it's like what my senior year i'm just not finding this out wow. you know and i'm over here trying to like apply early for certain schools mm-hmm. um but once again a blessing in disguise and then i was like i changed my whole perspective of like what i wanted to do where i wanted to go everything so i was like okay that won't work um that's fine and i started uh i'm i'm like a research buff so i just started researching a lot of schools with uh that were diverse um i still was doing like still was looking for computer engineering so i'm like looking for a diverse school with um, actually, I'm pretty sure I was looking for like a specific percentage of black people. Yeah. Like, you know, it's OK. More, we can. I wanted more than like 10 percent or 15 percent. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was like, I just want to see black people I'll be around right. black people, That's you know. Um, and so it's that computer engineering school. Um, and that narrows down a lot <laughs> between those two, you know. And then it's I, either HBCU right, or OD. exactly that's that. And yo, when I was searching, it was like a bunch of HBCUs, and I was like, I don't really want to go attend the HBCU. Like nothing mm-hmm. against them, mm-hmm. uh, I think they're amazing, but 
that I just wasn't feeling that feeling like I would have fit, you know, jumping mm-hmm. straight into that environment. Um, although I do feel like I can adapt to any environment, but I, I don't know. It just didn't feel like the right fit for me. Mm-hmm. So then it was like, <laughs> it was like schools in Texas. Like, yo, we, we talk about like four states at this point. It mm-hmm. was like Texas, mm-hmm. uh, Florida. There was, uh, there was one school, I think, in Philly. And then like a couple schools in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I'm like, all right, never heard of ODU. Or no, I did because of college basketball, the, the NCAA the only tournament. Why, yeah, yeah, that's all. Yeah, so I like heard of them because of that, but that's about it. Yeah. I heard of VCU because of the tournament too, um, and like some of the other schools, the Texas, whatever Texas schools that they had popped up, I had heard of those too. Mm. Um, but then yeah, I was like, okay, you know, let me just check out like some of these schools that they bringing up because I was like, I don't think Texas, I don't think I would go to Texas. Uh, I was like Virginia sounds cool, so I researched at ODU. Like this school looked nice. They had like it was at the time. I think they had like twenty seven percent black people. So I'm like, that's good. That's good enough. Like that's <laughs> like that'll, that'll sound good to me because yeah. yeah. Anywhere else, I mean, like I wasn't seeing that at any type of like California state schools I was looking for. Um, the VCU was a little bit lower, but VCU is just really diverse because they have a lot of different programs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you know, like those schools are close to each other. Um, both sound like really good schools, mm-hmm. you know, um, and not like extremely expensive to the point where it's like, you know, I, I feel like it's out of uh, my means and like my, my parents' means. So I was like, okay, you know, let me let me apply to these schools. And then I actually I convinced my friend too. I was mm-hmm. like, yo, look at this school, like it looks dope. Like yeah. I think this would be a perfect fit for us. And uh So you had yeah. a partner that went with you? No. He so oh. he he ended up not going. Okay. <laughs> he ended up staying here, but he did he did apply. Um we had both applied early. He had visited the school with me. Wow. Um, we both got accepted. And mm. I actually, so I, I only applied to two schools. Mm. I applied to VCU and ODU. That's it. Wow. I applied, so I was just, I, I, by that time, like even before I visited, I knew I wanted to go to ODU. That's crazy. Um, well, it's not crazy. I, I did the same thing. I applied to three schools. See, Portland yeah. State, U of O, yeah. Texas Southern. That was it. That's crazy. <laughs> I didn't even, I was like, I'm not even applying to U of O yeah. or like, you know, so if it was, if I had got denied, I probably would have been at PCC for a little bit, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's whatever because I was going to make it into something. But okay. yeah, it was, I was like, I'm getting into OD. I was just, I just kept saying, I'm like, I'm getting in. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we had both got accepted. He ended up actually staying here, going to U of O, and I went. So I'm like going into, like I'm going to the other side of the country by myself, you know, mm-hmm. not knowing anybody, uh, not even having any family out there, you know, where all my family really is on the West Coast, you know. Yeah, but that's a beautiful thing, bro. Yeah. Like, because just like you said, it's a blessing in disguise. You you would have went if you got if you would have got accepted to a Southern California or just California State School, mm-hmm. you would have went. There's no doubt about it. Right. But you went to ODU and you went all yeah. the way out your comfort zone from west coast to east coast right you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then you go over there and it's like you were challenged yeah from the jump you were challenged from the jump yeah. like just talking music right now you mm-hmm. know what i mean like you had to adjust your style or just yeah. be more diverse with your style yeah and uh, if you was on the west coast you might have stayed the same who knows who you would be that's i i've actually told people that before as i mean as not even from a music perspective but just as a person yeah i feel like I feel like I would have, like, 
been similar to who I was in high school. Yeah. You know, like going over there, it made me grow up so quick. Thanks. You know, it's just like seeing how they moved out there. Um, and it's crazy because, like, there was a lot of people there that come from very similar backgrounds and, like, mm-hmm. people that look just like me, but I can't relate to. Yeah. So I thought that was weird because it was like, the very few people here that I knew of black people mainly mm-hmm. like I could relate to them right so it's like me going to a whole different state and I'm like we don't like I ain't grow up like this yeah. you know what I'm saying it's just completely- so you're talking about some some affluent type is that right. what you're talking about yeah yeah they yeah. came from money yeah yeah it's, it's either, old either money more, out there, and then bro. it's like either yeah it could be either that so it's funny because they they have um like northern Virginia uh, or they call it Nova there. That's like most of the people there are yeah, most of the people there they have government jobs because they're closer mm. to DC. Word. So like yeah, you got the people that come from Nova mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, like they got money, okay. Mm-hmm. And then you got like the people who have lived in like medium to low income homes their entire life and um they they like first first uh first in their family to even attend college right you know yeah. um and it's just like just seeing all these different backgrounds and and like seeing what i came from and like just like they never even been outside of virginia mm. you know and like that's Shelter. like yeah it's like that's all they knew mm. and it's like man this is crazy you know like i i i just looked at it like um this is an opportunity i can't waste mm. you know because they seeing me as coming from the West Coast. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah, you know? Portland. Like, where is where yeah. is that? Oh right? man, I got that so much. I'm sure you got that oh, too. All the time. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's like, yeah, we're Portland. What? It was, it was like it was like for the first month. They was like Portland. Man, I got that all the way up. Por- Portland, so, Texas. Like, <laughs> nah, Portland, Oregon. Portland, Tennessee. Nah, nah, nah. Portland, Oregon. <laughs> it's like, oh man, so. You live on a farm? Like, nah, Yo, yeah, bro, I, got I don't. That. Yeah. Like, but y'all, y'all got the Oregon Trail, right? Like, yeah, the Oregon right, Trail. We got had that. the Oregon Trail. Right. Yes. <laughs> it's no longer. I was like, bro, Portland Trailblazers. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah that's, that's <laughs> yo, literally every time that was my go to. Using some type of like sports team. Or, you know, I'm like, you know, the Blazers, like, you watch the Blazers or like, uh, somebody was like, oh, that's in Washington, right? No. <laughs> what do you mean? Where's. It's like, where's Oregon? I'm like, you know, it's Oregon, or it's Washington, Oregon, California. Everybody knew what California was. Of course. And I'm like, yeah. that's how I also realized that a lot of them they ain't know their geography. I'm like, bro, we only got three states on the West Coast. It's bad. Y'all bro. got about 17 on the East ain't Coast. No, ain't like, no black folks checking for Oregon, bro. Not at all. <laughs> There's black people in Oregon? Yeah. Exactly. There's not a lot of us, but we here. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, just being being there, that made me mature faster. Like, I, I come back home and, like, I feel like nothing had changed when I come back home. It hasn't. And, and it still hasn't. <laughs> it, that's a it's fact, st- bro. It still hasn't. Portland is yeah. the same pace, the same. Right. Building. Only thing that'd be different is like the new buildings, apartments right. and stuff that's popping up yeah. every time I came back. But uh, I mean, as far as like people, mm-hmm. I was like, anybody I felt like I stayed here, it was like the same. Yeah. You know, it was, it was and I, I, I come back feeling like completely different person because mm-hmm. I, I have different influences and and uh like a, a renewed mentality you know seeing a lot that was another thing seeing all these black people being so 
um, serious about their education and, and wanting to, to do better for themselves, man, that was that was so inspiring. Did like, you have black professors too? Yeah. Bro, how, how crazy how crazy. It was wasn't that? a lot, but okay. we had we did have some. And like yeah, seeing that, that was that was pretty cool too. Like I don't I never tried to like think of it as a big deal, but um yeah, just being able to see that it's like I wouldn't see this really on it's a big deal, bro. Yeah. Like it's life changing. You know yeah. what it is, man. Yeah. Like, bro, I remember my first day on campus, mm-hmm. sitting on the student center stairs mm-hmm. for about three hours. I probably missed my first two classes, bro. I'm just mm-hmm. sitting there watching all these black people walk by, just mm-hmm. blown away, bro. I'm like, they keep coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like TSU was like ten to twelve thousand students, bro. It's just mm-hmm. like and I'm just like, yo, this is crazy. Like real life culture shock. Yeah. From black people. Yeah. And I'm black. Yeah. <laughs> like that makes That's no a, sense. No, but it, it makes a lot of sense. But it, it does come from Portland. And then having black professors, bro, mm-hmm. like I had never had, like I had, I'll never forget in my accounting class, I think it was my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. I was struggling, bro. Mm-hmm. My professor was like, look, man, I'm going to make sure you at least get a B. Mm-hmm. Look, we, we got to make sure we all get y'all good grades and y'all get these jobs. Mm, right. Like, he was going to make sure I succeeded, bro. Yeah. I never had a teacher coming up K through, except I can't say never. I had Nancy. I had Miss Johnson. Uh, and I had, I forgot, Miss uh, Miss Davis in high school. But outside of that, bro, for the mm-hmm. most part, I had multiple professors like that at my school just, like, mm-hmm. wanted to see me succeed, bro. Yeah. And they was doing all they could to make sure I got the best grades. Like, that yeah. blew me away, that type yeah. of support. That's, it shouldn't be abnormal, but it is abnormal, right. you know, when you're living in Portland. Exactly. Black, you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it was, I mean, as I had the, the few that I had, I, I do feel like um, they had wanted to see me succeed as well, right. more than other professors. You know, it it was just it was uh, just I feel like a slight difference. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that big, but you know, it was because I, I could tell that they didn't want to show any type of favoritism, <laughs> considering that there were like most professors there. We had a lot of foreign professors. Yeah, we had a lot, um, and yeah, I just like the ones I did have. Yeah, they were they were extremely helpful. You know, and and I did succeed in that class. So that's what's up. Yeah. So fast forward to today. Yep. Uh, what was it? What was the official release date? Official release date was November twenty eighth. November twenty eighth. Yeah. Escalate with me. I think. Um. I think Tevin. Shout out to the plug, Tevin. Yeah, shout out. He Tevin. he connected us. What? Maybe a, a week or a few days before the album was about to drop or something like that. Yeah. I. It was. Oh, you a know, it was. Days. It was a couple of days before, or maybe it was like a day before the okay. listening party. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I had the listening party on the twenty fourth. Word. And that was really just to not only build anticipation for the album, mm-hmm. but um, give the inside scoop to to people. Really, it was like kind of to see who really wants to listen to my music and support mm-hmm. me you know yeah. because I, I i've been involved with the the portland creative scene um it's not big uh but it is at the same time like a lot of us 
know each other mm-hmm. and it, it can be very tight knit yeah. because like we all want to see each other succeed Word. for the most part yeah. you know the protesters the outliers you know whatever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it was so it, like I, I, being a part of that like I, I've um, gained a lot of support you know and it's been nice having that support system yeah. um, outside of like my family and my friends because this is a whole different type of um, group of people you know that have only known me considering I mean you know I was I was never really here so like mm-hmm. whenever I did come back from college um start I think starting yeah like I said that junior year junior senior year man like that time was just it was a lot lot changing for me um creatively but yeah I come back network with different people Word. um that were part of the music scene and just try to figure out how I can break through and so yeah I mean I had that listening party I don't even know how many people showed up but it was it was enough for me, you know. And I remember so, seeing like cats that I knew that was like you know that was there yeah. that was posting it. Oh, okay, I was like, yo, this is lit. Yeah. And then Tevin hit me. I was like, oh wait, is this a dude that? Yeah. <laughs> that I yeah. see like that's who Tevin talking about. You know yeah. What I mean? Like yeah. 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 He, he had cool. he had mentioned you too um, before, but yeah, those last couple of days before the listen party, but that got so busy. Yeah. And um, it was just like all focuses on this, like you know, all hands on deck. We need to make sure that like we get this together, and you know, we, we make sure that you know it happens and it's it's done well. And I mean, everybody that was there, they they enjoyed themselves. And um, after that, man, that was crazy because um, there was there was just so much feedback from that event and then I'm like getting a whole bunch of followers and like people telling other people oh you know like because people just saw Instagram Mm -hmm. mainly there's just like it's just a bunch of people listening to my music so there's like if there's so many people listening to this dude's music who is he right you know because I I still feel like there's a lot of people in Portland that don't know about me Mm -hmm. so that's gonna change pretty soon oh of course of course but yeah seeing that it was right seeing that uh, that's that's when um I feel like the anticipation for the album is built even more. It was just like everybody can't wait for it to yeah. drop. So, so yeah. how'd you meet Tevin? Because I see we got uh, a few mutual friends. We got Tevin, yeah. Oba, Ben. Yeah, you know yep. what I mean. So how so, did y'all meet? Uh, Tevin, I met him at uh, U of O. Um, the friend that was supposed to go with me to ODU, he was friends with Tevin. They lived in the same dorm. Wow. Yeah, lived in the same dorm. So really, everything it happens out. for a reason, yeah. bro. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, they they had actually lived like right around the corner of the dorm on the same floor and everything mm-hmm. um and yeah he, um i met him through i met tevin through him mm-hmm. uh and just like over time like i saw what tevin was doing at U of O with the combined culture thing and i was yeah. like this is really dope you know you have like a whole creative like agency almost you know yes. um with college students yeah. and I feel like that's hard to do with college students like you can get people on board but it people want to remain consistent but mm-hmm. people were remaining consistent and it was like to the point where there was like so many people like you got more people that's want to join they pretty much like applying to get into combined <laughs> culture you know because i'd be i'd visit and i'd attend some of their meetings just because like you know because i'd be back in may i know they was organized like that yeah yeah Ooh, they, were, they were very organized and i mean there was like a specific email that people would like send to the email if they try to you know get into the creative it was crazy and i'm like i because i get back i would get back uh from school in may and they still be in school till june so i go yeah i go down and visit Mm -hmm. just you know check out see what they doing um 
the one of the last times I went down there, we had uh, we had did that the video the for the the Kendrick video. Oh, you was um, a part of that? Yeah, the I lust. Was, yeah, the lust. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was shooting with them like it was it was for a minute. It was like uh, oh no no you know what we had I rolled down there with Tevin. Okay. And we had, we had shot that. And yeah, so I just met met Tevin and just, yeah, pretty much saw what he was doing, and then mm-hmm. I I wanted to really try to connect and like help in any way I could whenever I was like in town, you yeah. know, um, because I just admire what he was doing for sure. Man, that's dope. Yeah, man. So y'all, so all that. Wow, that's poetic, bro. Yeah, like, <laughs> your boy don't get in. Yeah, then he meet him and y'all connect. Yeah, it's it's crazy. That's man. beautiful, man. Well, let's get into the album, bro. All right, let's for get sure. into the album, for sure. man. Um. Your first track. Yeah. Working on myself lately. Yeah. I mean, it's the first song, so it's, it's going to naturally catch your ear. Yeah. But that is easily my favorite song on that. Really? Yeah. I'm just trying to level up out here. Been working on myself. That's what you need to do. Hey, yo, look. I've been working on myself lately. I got to ask you, it has to be by design that that song is first, or is it just yeah. by happenstance? Okay. No, so tell me tell me why, man. The reason I had it first, um, so I feel like for new listeners, it may not have really caught on because it was kind of directed towards people who have been listening to me and it was like a like a life update within a song you know just let you know why i haven't released any like official music in in a couple years you know it's because it was that kind of hiatus period where mm -hmm. he wasn't able to put out music right right and um yeah, I mean, like literally the first line. I'm, I'm, I've been working on myself lately, and I think that I've been doing a pretty damn good job, if I do say so myself. Yeah. You know, like I, 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 I feel like I had over these past couple of years, I've, I've impressed myself and like my growth as an artist, and like nobody could see that because I didn't have that work out there. Mm. But like I could see it. Yeah. I'm like, if y'all knew what I've been holding on to, <laughs> like you. And I, the funny thing is, I wrote that song last summer okay yeah wrote that song last summer um and yeah i just been holding on to it um and i think i like changed a couple lines whatever over time but mm-hmm. uh that was one song too that i have been practicing a lot because there's a lot of uh, you probably notice there's a lot of flow changes in there mm-hmm. you know um and I, I i wanted to deliver certain lines specifically i wanted to show off what I have been practicing like it was it was really just like a a, um, a brief intro to to who I am as an artist and, mm. and uh, how I rap pretty much you know physically lyrically literally really think y'all should be fearing me yeah saying in my final form yet and a 25 taking over is my mindset and uh that is the world now they see it increasing but the message to me man is just like I just feel like it's it's beyond your years. You're only 23, but yeah. that right there is like is key for yeah. the, for your the rest of your life, mm-hmm. like working on yourself. Man. Yeah. And a lot of times, I speak for myself. Like I I waited until like my 30s to really start working on myself. Yeah. Like really 
realizing where my blind spots were. Mm-hmm. And I've always been ambitious, always been like a hard worker, you know, whatever, taking care of my family, doing all that type of stuff. Right. But there's certain things that I just never worked on, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just as a person, like emotionally, right. you know what I mean? Right. So like I'm going through like counseling right now. You okay. know what I mean? And it's yeah. like my life is exponentially better <laughs> because of it. You yeah. know? And it's just like I'm working on my I've been working on myself lately. So when yeah. I heard this song, I was like, yo, this this is dope. So you was able to resonate with oh, it like sure. right away. Yeah. Right away, bro. That's yeah. why like when I heard it, I'm like, oh, I already know this about to yeah. this album about to be lit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm glad like and I do actually the the people who have told me that they liked it, they've liked it for that very for specific that reason. reason. Yeah. You know, because um like the there was like a couple of people, probably like a handful of handful of people actually that told me that they did like it and it was like, you know, I feel like I've been working on myself too. Yeah. You know? And I mean, I didn't even think of that that when I was writing the song, yeah. you know, because that like it was about me, but like seeing that other people can feel that same way, like that makes me feel good. Yeah, bro, for sure. It's a very just down to earth human mm-hmm. song, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean. Nothing vain, nothing right. overly flashy. Like, yeah, yeah bro, yeah. I like that one. Um, yo, that track number three, uh, better days, better days. Yeah, yo, who made the beat on that? Uh, so it's this is this uh, dude Austin Chaplin. He from Tennessee. Shout out to Austin. Yeah, shout that out to Austin. So hard, that crazy. Oh so that and the hook that you bro, it was perfect. I was like, oh my goodness. Uh, I'm on the right away. Don't have to find a way. Get out my way. I'm on the thank you, clean, thank bro. you. Uh, the the <laughs> so back in. I want to say August, I believe August. Um, I had I knew I needed like two more songs for the album uh, because I just took some songs off, and I was like I just need like I don't I don't even know what I was looking for, but I was like I just need something. And it was funny like around that same time, he had reached out to me on Instagram uh, and had came across. I think it was the the Wimmy Wednesdays that I did back in June. Um, for people who don't know, the Women Wednesday. So I did in in June every Wednesday. I released uh, a minute or shorter video only on social media uh, promoting songs. I did a, a video for each song that didn't make the album. Mm. So I did four weeks of it. Uh, actually, I did five weeks. I just did a bonus just because. Uh, but yeah, I did, I did a video, and each concept was completely different. Um, and it was originally to promote the album, but the album didn't come out when I thought it would because mm. I, I decided to go back to the drawing board and change some stuff about the album because I didn't feel like it was it was ready. Uh, so, bro, you got patience, man. That's that's beautiful. That's bro. I had yeah. no patience when I was your age, bro. I'm like, I, man, I already already worked on it. I'm about to put this thing out. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's, what I mean? that's dope, man. That's, that's that's awesome of you, bro. Yeah, I man, I would have to say. That was the number one thing I had to learn. Like, considering that I've been holding, I'm not really holding on to this album, but like working on this album for two years, mm-hmm. it was just patience, mm-hmm. you know, especially when like that time I couldn't record. Yeah. I think that was the most patient I had to be. You know, I'm just like, bro, I need to record something. Yeah. But because I like to hear myself on a track and then judge from there. But, you know, when you like 
only hearing yourself rap it or like a voice memo or something like that's not the same it's not you know not even close so yeah patience 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 so yeah i i did the Wimmy wednesdays uh, he had reached out to me and i checked out some of his beats and there were like two that i really liked or three um but i heard that that better days beat and i was like yeah i gotta get this <laughs> i gotta get this beat man um and like when i was just listening to it before i even paid for the beat uh i was just I had this melody. The this the the whole hook is like that melody is I wanna ride away, don't have to find and then that uh get out of my way. Like I I don't know why where that melody came from, but it just it came to mind instantly mm-hmm. and I didn't even have all the lyrics. It was just I just kept playing the me- melody in my head, did a voice memo, um, kept listening to the voice memo. I was like, Alright, what can I like write from this melody? And then yeah, I got the beat, um, recorded the song, the 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 verse that was another thing i was like i don't want this song to be long either mm-hmm. like when i was looking for more beats i was like i don't want them to be long songs mm-hmm. and i <laughs> i was like i just want to i just want this to be all about bars in this song you know like yeah. there's, a, there's not too many songs on the album where i really focus on the lyricism and like that's something that i hold near and dear to my heart so i was like i gotta use this song this is the one. Off on that one this huh? is the one yeah yeah well, I mean, you you definitely was like killing it on the hooks, bro. That's one thing that I noticed. Like, typically, when you have artists, especially in that younger stage, it's like mm-hmm. they either good at lyrics mm-hmm. and not good at hooks, or they only got hooks mm-hmm. and then the verses ain't tight. But like, you got a good balance of both. Yeah. That man now, the number five. Yeah. That hook is just like like that's 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 the one. Man. That's a movie, bro. I yeah. You finally giving me respect now. Never been the one to put my hand out You should know by now, watch me stand out Know who I am now, think I'm the man now I've been trying to get it on my own Realize I can't do it all alone Like that's a motion picture right there Like I can see, like that's the video mm-hmm. Somebody's coming out to fight to that yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. some team is about to come out to play their football Like that song right there is yeah. it bro Appreciate it that man That song is it That uh so that was produced actually by my homie from college, uh, my boy Jay, and um, Jay, you killed that, bro. Yeah, you did, bro. And <laughs> uh, I, when I heard that beat, I I knew I wanted that beat. He had sent me just a folder of beats, <laughs> and I'm just going through. And um, this was probably like the second beat folder he had sent me. And I was like, yo, this is the one. Like, mm. I didn't. I definitely didn't know what I was going to talk about because I felt like I had ran out of material at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then whenever I did, I was like, yo, this, this song is nice. Like, I, you know, you just have one of the moments. Like, other songs, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, like, this is a cool song or whatever. But, like, I just knew that one. And then when it came to writing a verse, uh, I knew because of the type of song and, like, the, the production, I was like, I got to kind of lay off of being, like, lyric heavy because people are not going to be paying attention to that you know what I'm saying like yeah. when you have that type of like bounce to a song like that like a club song or whatever people don't care about the lyrics for real like they'll unfortunately yeah you know like that's not yeah. what that that's not what they looking for and yeah. I mean that's that's cool yeah. but I was like there's a way I can still like you know get my flow in there or something you right. know and yeah I just I started work on, working on that and yeah that was that's definitely has been like one of my favorite songs like ever since i had recorded that i was like yo this song is song might be able to do something 
Bro, I will say, man, like you got you got wisdom, bro. I feel like your your sequencing was Oh, you caught on to it. Yeah, yeah. man. Like your your sequencing is like, yo, this dude knows what he's doing. Definitely. Like yeah. this is not an accident. No. You know? Not at all. And just the fact that you put that song right in the middle. Yeah. And it cause like that like the album kind of like leads up. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 boom. And then man now is like a crescendo. Yes. N- not to say that like when it comes down it's a bad thing, but it's like you have a certain vibe that you're going for. That's towards the end of the album. Right. And it ends perfect. I'm just like, yo, this is this is crazy, bro. That, like So okay. I'm glad you caught that. Yeah. Because uh that was that's why back in July I was like this album's not ready mm. because it didn't I mean I had probably most of the songs that are on there I probably had like at least six of them yeah uh, but I was like man there was some other songs like I went to I was in LA I recorded a couple songs I recorded three songs when I was there um, and two of them I was like nah I just don't work. Mm-hmm. That's not it. Uh, and the third one was actually for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I was like, I'm definitely keeping this up. <laughs> but yeah, it was that the sequencing, like, because um, of of how it is, like, I wanted it because, you know, like the album was about my life experiences, my transition from, uh, you know, a college student to, to adulthood to a man, you know, man now. Um, and my growth as an artist, that's the whole purpose of you escalating with me. So you you going through mm. this life experience with me. Wow. And so it's together. like it's like a roller coaster. You yeah. know, like you said, you got the build up. That's yeah. why I like the first three songs. I, I knew that not everybody would fully appreciate the first three songs just because or they may only like enjoy one of them or mm-hmm. something or you know uh but that was like on purpose because you know we're gonna i'm talking I'm talking about myself in the first song second song i'm talking about my college experience you know mm-hmm. like and financially mm-hmm. you know that most of us have went through yeah we all feel um, that right and then third day uh, third song in better days like i have a positive outlook though after i've been working on myself mm-hmm. after you know financially being in a hole because of college better days than regular regular that's like when it starts to really jump because now it's like i'm an adult like and as an artist after i've been through this i don't feel like i'm a regular person yeah you know and then we go to man now and then it just you know it keep going regular so, had that had that bop to it too yeah, yeah i was yeah. feeling that right Regular was the last song added to the album. Wow. Uh, I, so, Better Days and Man Now sequence it. Like, they were, uh, Man Now was right after Better Days. Mm. And I do feel like it would have been a good transition. But at the same time, I was like, because the, the of the tempo on, on Better Days, I felt like something just a little bit faster needed to be there right before Man Now to just lead to Man Now. And uh, yeah, that's why I added regular. And I was like, I'm not going to do the entire song because if I would have did, I think the beat was like 3.30 or something like that. I was like, if I did the full thing, then I feel like I would have lost people. Mm. So I was like, let me do half of it and just bar up for most of it because I only have one hook, Mm. you know, and I could it. There's a part where I could have had a second hook, but I'm like, there's no point. Mm. So let me just rap for the rest of it cut it off at 150 
now we in man now mm-hmm. because I, I don't know something needed to be there it felt it, to me it felt empty the more i listened to it if i would have just jumped from better days to man now mm-hmm. and i feel like that for the m- most part like sonically people would have felt the same way yeah, yeah yeah i like i like the sequencing a lot bro and then um so it kind of smooths off into like some more you know songs for the ladies you know mm-hmm. what i mean more sentimental yeah and then that's crazy that Paul made Dreaming, bro. Because yeah. when I heard that, I was like, yo, this is this vibe right here, bro. Yeah. Like, it was clean, man. And yeah. now I know my guy Paul did it, man. Shout out to Paul. Yeah, shout out to Paul, man. But, yeah, uh, he, he killed that. So when, when did you make that song? So Dreaming, I had... I wrote that song at least yeah. a year ago. Wow. Look. Look. It's a... Uh, Understatement, saying that you the perfect sidekick Nobody in our business, cause we keep it private You got me planning a surprise trip Cause you deserve it, spending time with you Is always timeless, and you the finest Apple of my iris, gotta match your flyness You got comfortable and started losing all your shyness Calling me whenever it's a time of crisis I'm always there, address you as your highness Experimenting on your body like a scientist Let me feel on your skin Silky smooth way that our bodies are touching This should be your sin It's getting high It was on a different beat It was on a different So yeah, it was on a different beat Uh, And then um, Then I have I linked up with Paul I believe that was earlier this year Oh no Nah, that was last summer Mm. So last summer, yeah We had linked up He had made a beat for it And um Actually, before I released it, he decided to remake the beat. Mm. So, like, I I have a version out on SoundCloud where it's a different beat. Oh, for real? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and he wanted to make it more of a dreamy feel to it, more like sound like it's live instrumentation, you know, um, more variation rather than just like looped bass line or um, looped keys, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And it was definitely for the better. Like, it, 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 sounded a lot more full you know um and yeah i I mean i recorded the song i recorded this song last summer too i believe or nah recorded the song earlier this year but like i have been performing the song actually at my school Mm. uh whenever like an open mic i think i might have only been once but like i did perform it just to test it out and see like what people thought of it you know Mm -hmm. um because i was it was a little bit different than like what i had normally been doing you know Uh, i was like more of like it was this you know slowed down more introspective and i hadn't had that many songs like that at, le- at least out at the time uh so yeah it was i was like i, I gotta have the, the funny thing is i almost didn't make the album which is why i have released the version Bruh. but no it, i think it was tevin actually yeah it might have been tevin that told me i had to i had to put on the album it was either tevin or one of my va homies i was like yo you have to put that on the album was, you can't just release that from, i was like all right <laughs> and I mean, I'm glad it did uh, because it before why don't we? It's it's perfect, man. It is, man. It's, it's like perfect. It's, it, but you you low key could have ended it with that with dreaming. Yeah, you could you easily Either way. done that. Mm-hmm. But why don't we? Mm-hmm. Major '90s R&B vibes with that, bro. Yeah, like and that's just it's just a great way to ride out to coast out of the mm-hmm. album. Just like yo, yeah. We we done right here, but it's like a smooth way to get off the mm-hmm. ride, bro. Yeah, it's perfect. I, man. I I felt like why don't we is is the song when you off the roller coaster and you wishing you was back on it. Mm. 
like dreaming dreaming you getting off you know like you, you the, the roller coaster slowing down everybody taking off the belts whatever you, you getting off but yeah why don't we is like that song you know the amusement park about to close you had your last ride you reflecting on being at the amusement park all day and it's like dang I wish I can get back on and start this back over, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, never talked about my love life. Probably cause I don't know how to love right. None of my Actually, so my boy Jay produced that as well. Okay. Um Jay is killing Yeah, you, man. he did that man now and and regular. Mm. Uh and yeah, man, it it was just I I had once I recorded it, I just felt like that was that was the perfect song to end the album with. Mm-hmm. Like so, when I was going through making my track list and everything, that was always at the bottom of the list, you know. Um, and it's funny because that song, since I wrote that song, uh, maybe two years ago, I believe I I had yeah a year or two years ago, I had um, actually. There was different production behind it. I had made the beat original before, okay. and that was around the time where I was like, "Yeah, my my production's not really cutting it anymore." You mm-hmm. know, so I need to put this on a different beat. So I believe that I had, I think I had two different, two or three different variations for that song. And then once I had got the, the beat that's on now, I was like, "This is perfect." need is a singer now you know yeah i mean once again bro i commend you bro just for like not being so caught up in your own Mm. whatever just getting in your own way of thinking i i have to make my own beats yeah i gotta be the one to Mm. do everything like you don't i know you don't and you have a probably a much better project yeah you know because Because of that yeah i I know i do yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. It, it was it was just like because I, I was I was never really collaborating with anybody, mm-hmm. whether like rapping with them or producing with them, producing for them, any of that. Like it was just I was trying to do everything, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I had to realize like, yo, you can't do everything, you know. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, was, I mean, I say it on man now. Realize I can't do it on my own. Like I, I can't, you know. Yeah. Like I, I need some type of help, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what it came down to. Well, man, you put together an amazing project, bro. Once again, like appreciate it. Was there a major obstacle that like could have ended everything, bro? Was there something that happened or mm. a series of events that happened that was like, yo, it almost knocked you off your game? Uh, I feel like not being able to record for so long. I feel like for some artists would have just they would have been like, all right, I don't really care, mm. you know. Yeah, but yeah, I th- I would have to say that, and then just the fact that I had to be patient because I I, I used to be impatient. Mm-hmm. Like I used to want to just record the music, put it out next day, you know. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. And then I realized that that's not how things work, you know. Like you, um, like I said, also I'm a I'm a research buff, so like I would research a lot of or really just take into account a lot of uh, releasing strategies and like what mm-hmm. how, how artists do things and um, 
what they do to be successful as as far as like rolling out their music or um, mainly rolling out their music, I would say actually, whether it's a single, EP, mixtape, album, whatever, is any type of content. And uh, yeah, like <clears throat> that time, two years is a long time, you know? It is. And I mean, mainly it was for like a year and a half where I couldn't record it. I'm just like, I like. I mean, I had loved music too much and felt like I was good enough to where like I I knew I couldn't give up. Yeah. So I'm like I'm I'm gonna have to work with this situation somehow. Man, just weather the storm. Yeah. 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 So I was like, hey, I got time to practice, so why not? Word. Yeah. That's dope, man. So what have you learned about yourself most, like on this journey of making the album? finally putting out the album because like mm-hmm. it's it's a lot you yeah. know um you know it i know it you know there's tiers of artists yeah there's everybody is a rapper right in their own mind right 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 and then there's the guys that that just record from time to time mm-hmm. but don't ever put out no music right but they always talk about going to the studio right and then there's the guys <laughs> that record and put it on soundcloud yeah but they don't go any further than that exactly and then it's cats like you that actually have done all those stages mm-hmm. and now you put together a whole rollout of I'm gonna do a release party, I'm gonna actually put out an album, I'm on all platforms, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I'm networking with people, like I'm I'm making videos, like mm-hmm. I'm doing everything, doing your yeah. own social media campaigns, bro. Mm-hmm. What have you learned about yourself throughout that whole process of getting to this point and actually seeing your dreams mm-hmm. come to fruition, bro? Um uh, I would probably have to say that I realize what I'm capable of doing yeah uh, artistically overall like with the music videos I mean most of those concepts came up either between myself Tevin uh, Mommy Jalen who's like he's like my right hand man when it comes to like this creative stuff mm-hmm. um or Riley like the director I've been working with mm-hmm. and um like I mean like being able to do that like the the visuals was never something I really worked on mm-hmm. until I got to like coconut oil shawty and I made the video for that um and then like with seeing how that that end product was it gave me the confidence and it's like oh I could really do more videos and like high quality videos, you know, mm-hmm. considering like wow, that video I had looked for my first ever music video. Mm-hmm. And then people seeing that and like never heard of this guy. Well, why is this video so good? You know, seeing that and then or even hearing that. Um, yeah, it's like, yo, I can do this. I can, I can do that. You know, like I may have taken a step back in certain aspects, but uh, it was as far as like overall and it's hitting people with heat <laughs> you know it's, I'm like yo I I could really make something out of this you know I, I, or else I, if I knew I couldn't I wouldn't be doing this like I'm a I'm very realistic person you know and yeah I, I would have to definitely say that just capability man word yeah so I'm curious to know your philosophy moving forward mm-hmm. so everybody starts out independent Right. Until a major cause. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what's your philosophy right now? Are you feeling like 
I want to stay the independent route. Mm-hmm. Potentially only do like a, a licensing deal. I mean, and you got to have mm-hmm. a lot of content to be able to do that. Right. Or would you want to take a deal mm. with the with the major if that opportunity comes knocking? So I've always felt like I would remain independent uh, until I had a some type of publishing or like distribution deal that mm-hmm. I felt like was right for me, mm-hmm. um, which in that case, you're still pretty much independent. Right. Um, and there's only like three labels I would probably sign to. Mm. And that would be, that'd be TDE. Because I definitely feel like I would be able to hold my own on that label. That's a good move. Um, Rock Nation. That's a great move. Or I, I really, I really admire RCA Records right now. Why RCA? Because of what they've done, considering like what, who they were and being like so pop focused mm. over like the two thousands, and then we get into like the two thousand tens, and um. You know, they bringing in artists that have somewhat made a name for themselves, but they knew that they can take them to a whole nother level mm. and and being able to do it with multiple artists. So you have artists like Bryson Tiller, um, her. Uh, they have brought Childish Gambino to the label. Wow. He had been independent for so long, yeah. you know, or like with, um, he's with Glass Note Records. Um, but I mean, that's still pretty much like independent. Yes, um, who else? Gold, right Gold there. Link. Oh, you know? really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, it's like artists like that. So and who's, I'm like, who's running RCA right now? I don't know the label head, but the, the A&R, mm-hmm. um, his name is Tunji. He... He, he was an artist? No. no. Oh, there is a Tunji. Uh, okay. Tunji. Um, oh, oh, Tunji. E gay or something. Something e, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, He's yeah. dope. Okay. Uh, yeah, he is nice. But yeah, was, he he was the A and R head A and R doing all these deals, bringing these artists in, mm. and I'm like, this dude is really making moves. And I mean, I I felt like once these artists had got to this label like they all delivered mm-hmm. you know I, I didn't feel like any any artist that came that they signed to that label put out projects or like music that was just like why did they sign them you know mm-hmm. uh, and then actually he recently just he stepped down from the A&R role to create his own label which, which is, is very because um, he got an eye for talent yeah clearly you know uh, and um, it's called Keep Cool Records so it's under RCA and he has Normandy from um, Fifth Harmony. Okay. And Lucky Day. He's a singer. And I think those are like the only two artists. Mm. Uh, and I mean, most of the artists that they did grab are R&B artists. Mm. I mean, Goldlink is example. Goldlink and Childish are examples of some rappers. But mo- mo- mainly, mainly R&B. But uh, just, I don't know. Just what they've been doing over there. It's, it's been still kind of like low-key in... Oh, SZA. This be a SZA. She signed to them through TDE. Yeah, mm, because everybody, everybody else's deal on TDE is through Interscope. Right. But they were. That. She had so much pull. Yo, to she where, got a hell of a deal too. Yeah, because it was like <laughs> I think it was like 80, 20? 70. Or it 70, 70, 30. 30. Yeah. yeah, insane. Yeah. And yeah, she was able to get that in through RCA. And I mean. 
Which is crazy because I thought if you were under like an imprint that was had a joint deal with a major label, I thought that you just automatically. Well, when they say 70-30, I don't know if that means that's going all to her. Right. I think yeah. that means TDE. I mean, TDE is doing the deal. So maybe it's 70-30, you know, TDE versus RCA right. and then she gets whatever. But then it's it's clearly less of a split than like oh, some of sure. the other artists, you know. Um, I mean, to be that honest, aren't bro. Kendrick, J-Rock, or... Um, I, I don't. I don't think Kendrick has a deal like that. And even, even I don't if, think so either. Even if Kendrick does have a deal, mm-hmm. a lot of people are eating off Kendrick because yeah. it's TDE, yeah, Aftermath, yeah, and then Interscope, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So it's just like, yeah, it's you know, unfortunately, it's a lot of hands in his in his pocket. But it, the amount of volume that he's doing, mm, I mean, that don't even he's he not hurting. His, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not hurting at all. Yeah, no, nah, but that's run. that's a great deal for her though. Yeah, for sure. And so it was. I mean, it was just seeing these kind of deals. And I'm like, they they they're doing everything right, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, like I said, that the quality of the projects that have come from the artists, um, it clearly shows that they're not being too controlling mm-hmm. uh, to the point where the artists are uh, bearing Bryson Tiller's second album. But yo, what happened with that, bro? So apparently. He said that that was the label. Okay. Yeah, because that was. I was so disappointed, man, bro. I I'm listened like, to it once and I didn't listen again. Yo, I I listened to it once and I was like, this. I was disillusioned. I'm like, yo, this is not happening. Like, mm-hmm. I might have liked two songs off of there, right? Yeah. I listened to it again. I'm like, no, it's really bad. Yeah. Like it's really bad, is bro. It, the entire album felt like one long song. It was terrible. Yeah. I'm like, how do you go from trap soul to that, bro? Right. So right. how did wow the label just really yeah and I'm he I mean he's he's talked about it several times but I feel like it hasn't he probably didn't want to like fully put the blame on that yeah because it I mean he he still got to work with him yeah exactly <laughs> and and I mean when he released it it was at a time where artists were or mainly labels were trying to take advantage of streaming numbers so they release a long albums mm-hmm. um, but then at the same time it's like you gotta remember one music consumption is at like an all time low right now uh, so longer albums that means probably less replay value mm-hmm. uh, you may have you may be able to focus on like some songs push some songs but then at the same time I feel like the label had pushed the wrong songs that were like I don't even remember any singles that were pushed. I don't remember anything that was worthy of. That was another thing. You know? Yeah, there was there was like the um, the running me dry the that song. It was like that like tropical type sounding um, song. I, I, that was like I felt like that was worthy of being a single, yeah. and I don't even know if it actually was one. But like that, it was like a, a self made song, or whatever. And he had dropped a video for it, and they pushed that. And I'm like, that wasn't. I wasn't even like one of the best songs on the album but mm-hmm. he was rapping on the song so that's probably why they felt like they mm-hmm. could push it yeah but yeah man is that was uh that was really weird really weird uh but i mean i mean since since that i haven't really seen any other artists falter like that yeah so um maybe that was just a one and done type of thing and because i feel like his next project will be good considering yeah, how much time he's taking off mm-hmm. and and really like tried to focus on releasing something because he knows how disappointed fans were yeah and i feel like as an artist that's like the number one thing you don't want to do is let down your fans yeah you know like the, the, 
there's a lot of pressure. It's especially for him. Trap Soul was a really good project, classic, and I feel like the timeless the pressure was probably just at an all time high. He don't seem like somebody that wants a spotlight either. Yeah, exactly. Like doesn't want it whatsoever. Bro. Exactly. Like barely want to do interviews. Right. You know, he seemed real like reserved, mm-hmm. and so. All that I'm sure that spotlight that that came with all that success is just like yo I did yeah. not ask for this bro. right I didn't expect all this to be honest like he probably didn't even think it was gonna yeah blow like that I don't, I don't, I don't think he did either yeah. and I mean he did talk about um there was one interview or maybe it was his tweets and it was like he became depressed like mm. it was he dropped a bad album yeah the spotlights on him people not happy he not happy. You know, um, and I mean, like, creatives, we we take so much pride in our work. And if it don't deliver, man, mm. it's, it's kind of like the world around you just comes to an end and, in, like, temporarily. Oh, yeah. Because you, you want to just create something that's, like, perfect to you. And if it's not... Especially if it's not well received by others, you just like, what do I do? Yeah. You know, you don't know where to go. You, we have already so much going in our mind, and it's like if if you don't if you can't find that that answer, you just feel lost. Yeah, you know, because I feel like I've been there myself. Oh, yeah. So I know I've been there too. So it's <clears throat> yes, it's tough. It's really tough. So that's why I feel like his next project will deliver because yeah. he he's had that time to really think about all of that and and actually go through that. When you go through that, I also feel like that makes you stronger too. So yeah. mentally, he, for sure, he has to grow from that, bro. Yeah. But and the thing is, like, that's one thing that I try to tell people when it comes to music, bro. Like, because the sound of that album was nowhere near the first album. Right. You know what I mean. Right. And the producers he had on the first album, he had like heavyweight producers, mm-hmm. bro. So it's just like people have to realize how important production is. Yeah, it's a big deal. It is. It's not just oh yeah, that was a cool little beat. Nah, bro, mm-hmm. that can make or break your whole everything. Yes, you know what I mean. Like, yes. For instance, uh, Culture Two. Mm. It didn't sound the same, bro. No. In in my opinion. I don't think so either. Like, the, the production on the first one was, like, every track was mm-hmm. all the way lit, bro. Yeah. And then the second one, it was just like, you know, you That's had Quavo song. making beats. Yeah. Yeah, DJ, DJ, DJ Durrell is cool, but it's like, you had him making more beats, and mm-hmm. it's just like, where are the heavyweight dudes at? Right. You know? Right. It was like, I need some Metro Boomin' or, like, <laughs> some 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 more Zaytoven or, yeah. like, you know, something. Uh and it was just long. It was a long album. It was like twenty something, yeah. twenty plus songs. Yeah, man, I made a playlist that made the album shorter. I made it into like a eleven track album, and it was amazing. It was, lit, huh? <laughs> it was like, yo, this, <laughs> this album was really good when you right. cut it by like fourteen tracks. Yeah, that was, they just they 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 trying to get that money. I don't blame yeah. them though, man. Like, yeah, they, they on top right now. So. I mean, that's that's the the blessing and curse with with streaming, man. Like it labels or artists themselves try to exploit them streaming numbers and they make those long albums it's like you can't mm-hmm. nobody about to listen to a 20 track album man yeah. like it's, it's not tough. in this not it's in this day and do, age bro. uh only persons that i fully listened to like in recent memory was wayne's and what i felt that meek though the meek championships was that was like what was it 18 20 yeah and 20, i was 19 i mean i low-key barely got through that 
but there was it is a like, lot. Yeah, but like there's there's some really good songs on there, yeah. and I mean his his content, lyrical content, it's just yeah. like like this. He's changed, mm-hmm. you know. Oh yeah, and, he grew up. Yeah, and I mean his. Yeah, I, I just really enjoy what he's doing right now. Yeah, this this phase of Meek is it's perfect for him. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, he's clearly awesome clearly evolving as an artist. Word. Well, shoot, man, I wrap up every conversation uh, with the Fab Five. So five questions I ask everybody. All right. Okay. Uh, so first question this is right in our pocket. What artist or album made you fall in love with hip hop? Ooh. Um. Uh, Okay, I'll say there's like a couple phases. So like growing up, I listened to Lauryn Hill's album a lot just mm. because I was always playing in my mom's car on the way to school, church, whatever, you know. Like I heard that album <laughs> all the time, yeah. all the time. So I'll say probably that album and then probably the Carter 3. Wow. Carter 3, I would, that's when... Like I got into music like on my own terms mm. around that time, oh seven, oh eight, and uh, I was just a really big Wayne fan, and I was like, that was like probably one of the most like co- cohesive albums I had heard, yeah. especially at that age, uh, like hip hop album, and something I was able to learn from front to back, you know, um, that's when also I start to kind of get into music mm-hmm. like uh as an artist yeah I, i've always been a music person like from since i could no lyrics of songs you know Word. growing up in my diapers rapping along you know <laughs> with biggie and tupac Word. snoop you know uh, but yeah i'll say like those those two albums for sure that's what's up um is there a movie that has affected your outlook on life Ooh, that's a good question um. Mm, one movie, and this may not be the movie that's probably affected my outlook on life, but it is like one of the movies. Uh, Pursuit of Happiness. Mm. Always, the, I don't know something. Something about um, overcoming the odds is just always. Personally, I've always felt like an underdog. Um, I've never felt like that person that was like out there and like people always knew about whether it's in sports, music, just life in general, you know. So, um, I mean, right now I feel like an underdog still, no matter how much love I'm receiving right now for this project. So, like, yes, the pursuit of happiness that that's definitely a movie where it's like you can really make anything happen if you just grind you know you, you gotta put your mind to it you gotta manifest you know talk it into existence and, and make it happen right. you know because nobody else gonna do it for you mm. yeah. that's a fact bro question number three when you start to feel overwhelmed how do you de-stress <laughs> music music or xbox man <laughs> you okay actually music xbox family or like those three i know if like I have any of those and I, I can just get into my zone and, and, and be comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and, and kind of like come come back to reality. Uh, 
because I'm a thinker, man, and like I know if I'm if I'm overwhelmed, I may start to overthink. You know, I don't like being in that in that position. You know, so I feel you. it's like all I'm right, the same way. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's a, it's tricky because you gotta find that balance. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I feel like always I just need if I'm like yo. <laughs> I need to get out of whatever I'm in right now, and I, I'm one of those three. Is if I can have that around me, I'm good. So what? What games you want on the Xbox, man? Uh, Xbox right now. Right now I'm on that Red Dead, uh, Red Dead Redemption. For real? <laughs> what is that? What is Red that? Dead Redemption? It's um, so it's by Rockstar who made like GTA. Oh, for sure. And it's set in Western times, like 1890s, mm. uh, and um, pretty much you played as an outlaw part of a gang and you trying to just make your way through life you mm-hmm. know um by staying alive mm-hmm. and and making money whether it's the clean way or the dirty way mm-hmm. uh and it's kind of just like a like trial of tribulations of of someone that's going through that time um time period and it's it's interesting man like you know Rockstar's with, with like they Grand Theft Auto games oh, they've yeah. had really good storylines and they they were like the inventors of that yeah or yeah. at least yeah I mean as far as like doing those like open world like deep storyline yeah the games, story line yeah, part, yeah. yeah they, they Cause st- I, when I was coming up Grand Theft GTA 3 like that was it mm-hmm. and so that that came out what 02 03 or something yeah, like that I think so I don't remember a game with a storyline like that before mm-hmm. I'm sure there probably was yeah but, but like as far as that connected with black people right <laughs> like when we was all the whole hood everybody was on it yeah, like yeah. that was the first game bro. yeah exactly I think yeah. so too that was yeah. definitely when, and then when San Andreas came out oh, and then that was God. like that was, that was a go to game for black people bro <laughs> <laughs> man yeah that was that was lit bro. so you like Red Dead uh FIFA. I'm a big FIFA player. Man, I, love, I love FIFA. I love bro. FIFA. I'm not good. I can mm. beat my son, but he's nine years old, so I don't know how good I really am. <laughs> but I yeah. love FIFA because FIFA has taken like I used to love Madden. Mm. Like I, all Same. I did, yeah, all I did was Madden. Yeah, Madden 03 was what really started it mm-hmm. for me, and then I went until like maybe Madden 09, Madden 2010, or something. maybe like. No, oh eight, oh nine is when I okay. kind of got off of it. Okay, because I like I feel like the gameplay changed a lot. You yeah. know what I mean? It got real like the movements got real just robotic. Yeah, and I was just like I don't like it. But FIFA, it's not robotic at all. Nah, like they, you really got to know what you're doing. You do. I love that, bro. Do, me too, man. Yeah. That's like me and my homies, man. We right now we got a we got a board at one of the homies' house. <laughs> it's like wins and losses, Word. man. And yeah, we take we take that very seriously. I actually got into it. At college, one of my uh, one of my homies that we lived in the same hallway, so he's a couple doors down. He had got me into playing it because I played it a little bit when I was younger, but I didn't really care about it. I was more like 2K or Madden, right? And yeah, he I played it whenever I go over to his dorm, and then I'm like, I need to get this myself, you know, mm-hmm. so I can like practice and right. get good at this. You know what I'm saying? Because like I'm getting whooped right now, but I know I could be good at this, right? And bro, over time, like since what was that FIFA? 14, 15, and I've been getting it like every year, man. Yeah, yeah man. Now it's like, now I barely play 2K. Mm-hmm. I never, I don't even play Madden. Like, I got Madden this year, but I played it one time. That was like a waste of money for real. Then, yeah. uh, like, the one before that, last one I had was like Madden 13. Mm. So, like, it was a big change, and I think yeah. that's why I didn't like it. 
Uh, and then, like, I've always gotten 2K, like, every year. But, man, FIFA, I can play that forever, man. Me it's too, just bro. fun. It's, it's fun. so fun. It's yeah. just like, I got to stop myself, man. Yeah. So, at first, I would just only play with my son. Oh, okay. And then I noticed playing, I'll start playing by myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I was getting too good to play with him because now it's just like, all right, it's too it's easy. It's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's getting frustrated. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know right. What I mean? right. So, uh, but no, I, I love that game. Bro. Yeah, for sure. That game is dope. Um, question number four What mm-hmm. book would you recommend for everyone to read right now? Oh. It's been a while like I, I read a lot I re- actually read every day but it's mainly articles mm-hmm. I read a lot of articles throughout the day right. uh, but book hmm, I'm trying to think of, like the last good book that I read I, was, I really liked Cross mm. uh, Cross by um, actually it's like one of my favorite authors and I'm not sure why I'm drawing a blank on his name but they had so they had made a movie of it uh and Tyler Perry I started it was a okay movie but the de- the book was definitely better um James Patterson that's who James wrote Patterson. it James Patterson he he does a lot of those like crime thriller type of books or uh but I think it was the fact that and I mean probably I wouldn't even recommend this book to, to everybody because it can get like uh, really gruesome but the fact that it was like I mean when I had read it I was younger and um, like you have a, a white author writing about a black cop in DC or ex-cop um, and I don't know the, the portrayal of a black family it wasn't really something I really mm. you know knew of because this is way before I even got to Virginia so like I just thought it was it was pretty dope and um it's it's i mean you talk about roller coaster ride in a book like that for sure have one and i mean it's a long series but like that was one of the books that you can just pick up even though it was like a few books into the series like you could pick it up and you just just like read the whole thing and be like yo i need to read more of this mm. you know um and so Tyler Perry made the movie too. He no, he did. He was he was actually just an actor. So it was like one of the oh. few movies where he wasn't like directing or okay, anything. He, he was, was just, just acting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was it was cool, but you know those book to movie adaptations, yeah, they don't really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there was a lot of stuff I feel like detail wise that they should have had in the movie because it would have yeah. changed the whole dynamic of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and some lit like some of the literature I read like in high school. So like. Uh, Invisible Boy, that was a good book. Um, but yeah, man, I, I really haven't been into to books in a while. Uh, nah, you you fresh out of college, bro. Like you, yeah, you've been forced to read so much stuff. I'm yeah, sure you're probably taking thing. a little break. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. I would actually like to get back into because I mean I have some books at home that like I said that I would read. You know, mm-hmm. once I finish school and I have more time, but never got to them. So I, I would like to get back into reading because I love reading. Yeah. It's kind of became to. It came to just articles, you know, Word. whether it's sports, mainly sports. Right. Um, some. Have you ever heard of Medium? Yeah. Yeah. I Lo- just posted something today. I just oh. I, I do a few articles here and there. Okay. And yeah. yeah. I'll come across random stuff on yeah. Medium, mainly like the the inspiring stuff, yeah. you know, seeing. Medium is great for that, bro. Yeah. yeah. I, I love it. And um, I would go on there and be reading stuff like faithfully. Right. And uh, yeah, so that's yeah. If you guys haven't 
use Medium. Download the app. It's, it's, Do it. It's a great tool. And follow Socks and Sandals podcast, man. I got a few things out there. You know what I mean? So, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, man. Uh, I used, I was kind of the same way coming up. Like all I read when I did read was mm. like the Oregonian articles, like on sports mm. or something like that. Yeah. I'll read the whole sports section. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, but I hated reading in school. Because they always had us reading some stuff that I didn't want to read. care about, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But then when I went to college, and once I started doing like my business courses, mm-hmm. I loved that. I yeah. read all that stuff. Right, right. But then it's like, you know, college, you got to read so much. You got to study so much. It's just like, by the time you get out, yeah, I ain't got no time for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. where the madness? at? <laughs> right, that's and what so I'm saying. I didn't start picking up books again until I was like 26, 27. Okay. And I forgot how much I love reading. Mm-hmm. So now I just like read like crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's man, it's a great way to expand your knowledge, man. Like you don't get the same thing from videos. You Not know? at all. Like that I don't know, something about reading, it's just like even if you're not even able to uh comprehend everything that you're reading at the time, mm-hmm. it's just like if you if you able to comprehend like some of it and like retain that, is it's it's different. Yeah. Some people some people are visual learners so they have to have the videos though. So, I mean But but for me like I'm I'm that type of person where like if I read it and mm-hmm. I comprehend it that way, yeah, like yeah, and just like you said, like when you when you read a book, like you can visualize everything, mm-hmm. so your imagination starts working, yeah, in a different type of way, exactly. And then yep. you see the movie, like yo, my imagination is <laughs> right. way more lit than like this right. is trash. Did they read the same book I did? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. Last question, bro. All right, it's kind of a tough one. Ooh, take some time if you need to. All right, all right. You won't be around to enjoy this here. Okay? Okay. What message do you want communicated at your eulogy? You won't be able to hear it. Ooh. But just, you know, if you could low-key craft it. Hmm. I would probably say... It would have to be along the lines of not any type of relationships that you have with people. Don't ever leave it on a bad note. Mm. Always find some type of resolution, even if it's not even like the best of terms, you know, having that that negativity, you know, in between is like I, I would never want to carry that to the grave with anybody, um, and I, I've always been the person to care about people, you know. And even if I have had like some type of falling out, I would always make sure that it wasn't something I would regret. Mm. I don't want to have any regrets when I'm on my deathbed and I'm like, dang, I wish I would have did this. Or I would have done that. Talk to this person more, you know, whatever. Like, um. I feel like people see me as like a loving person mm-hmm. anyway. Um, so, like, I mean, I wouldn't expect anything bad to be said at my funeral, yeah, yeah. you know. And I feel like if, if people saw that's how I was, I would want other people to be that same type of way. So, yeah. Uh, along the lines of that, it could yeah. be it could be worded better with more time. But, yeah. Nah, that's, that's on point, man. Like. 
that's how I really know you've been working on yourself lately, bro. Because, yeah. like, with me working on myself, uh-huh. that was one of the things that no one, like, my my therapist, he didn't tell me to do that. Mm-hmm. But I knew that because I'm going there. I was like, yo, I know that I'm not my best self. Yeah. And I want to get rid of all my blind spots and all the things that are hindering me from being my best possible self. Right. And one of those things that I realized was, like, I can't have any relationships just kind of in that like hanging in the balance type right. stage like right. we had we didn't really have closure I don't really know mm-hmm. you know what I mean like we both feel some type of way about how things went in the mm-hmm. past and uh, you know I think I'm right they think they right mm-hmm. and we haven't come to whatever right and so in my mind I was like you know what like I can't I know I'm not going to be my best self if I don't come to some type of resolution exactly and so I reached out to that person I was like, hey, man, look, let's just start over. Mm-hmm. Let's let the past be the past. You you feel how you feel. I feel how I feel. Yeah. We're both we're both right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But let's let's leave that there. Yeah. And let's move forward. I feel like it's so important, man. Like, because you may you may continue on with your life and mm-hmm. you may not even think about it. But it's just like the fact that it's still hanging and you know it's like you know it and you yeah, feel it and, yeah. and that that energy that that negative energy mm-hmm. that emotion that like it, it hangs with you yeah. it doesn't hang with the other person you, know, you, right. you don't know what they're thinking about right exactly and even though y'all got this breaking whatever you feel like they did you wrong if you still hold on to that energy mm-hmm. it's gonna affect you yeah and exactly. I realize like it's gonna affect me if yeah. I don't make sure that I make you know I, I go out on a limb and be like yo let's dead all this bro and let's yeah. start over now I didn't get any reciprocation. Right. I didn't get anything back. Right. But I got the the closure. I got the clarity. I got the peace of mind. Like yo, I did everything I could do. Exactly. Multiple times. Right. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? So. Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. That was a good question. That's a fact. I ain't never thought about that. But <laughs> that's a that's a hard hitter right it there, is. bro. I always it get is. a little silence on that one. Man. Right. Because I, I mean, like you're not thinking about your funeral. You know, you're not thinking about like what you've done so far on this earth you know and how people have portrayed portrayed you or anything like that uh so yeah that was a that was a good way to close out no I doubt, man. yeah no doubt man well let's close out on a much better note yeah a more a higher note yes tell the people a little bit more about the album you know what i mean like where they need to go to listen to it how do you need to consume it? Any shows coming up? Let us know what's going down, bro. But so escalate with me. Nine song album, my first album, available on all streaming platforms, iTunes store to buy it. So uh, Apple Music, Title, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, like whatever you need to get this album. Like it's available everywhere. So all the internet, right? So you better get that. Uh, you can follow me on all social media at, at Aokovi, so A-Y-O-C-O-V-I. Uh, my website, exact same thing, A-Y-O-C-O-V-I. I try to make it real simple. Uh, any type of business inquiries, same thing, A-Y-O-C-O-V-I at Gmail. Uh, currently do not have any shows coming up, but if you do follow me on social media, you will know about those shows. Uh, I will be having merch for the album uh, coming soon. This month, actually. So, um, yeah, if you follow me on social media, you can also find out about that. And, uh, yeah, man, this this is this was the, the album. 
um, to to literally escalate with me and learn about me as an artist, as a person, and my growth over these past two years that I've worked on this album. Um, and I, I hope that it does give you some type of insight to who I am as a, as a person and as an artist, uh, because this, this was a, a lot of growing. Um, and uh, this this was the end result. I mean, no, I, I'm forever growing as a person, as an artist. But like this, this is the the what has come out of those two years of, of growth. So, um, yeah, if you haven't listened to the album, I hope you do. And I hope you enjoy it and uh, are able to resonate with at least one song and like at least one song where you just like feeling any like, OK, you know, I can see this being me. I can see. Uh, myself being in this situation or I have been in this situation like I feel this whatever um hope you got a song that you can dance to that you can bop your head to whatever you know dance in the club to we're gonna get the we're gonna get a couple songs in the clubs too by the way so Word. um be on the lookout for that like if you're going out in Portland and not even just Portland we're gonna push this everywhere so um yeah more music on the way also uh I, I was just sitting in my room last night. And I'm like, yo, I'm ready to work on more music. Like, I, th- I thought I was just going to want to chill and and just focus on the album. I mean, I still will, but mm-hmm. I was like, man, I need some new beats. Ready you go. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, I do have a couple EPs planned for next year. A couple music videos from the album. Uh, two, two more? Three more. I think three more videos. Yeah. Three more videos. Um... And probably two or three EPs. I won't be in album mode anytime soon, mm-hmm. uh, just because knowing how long that takes. And and considering I only have nine songs out, uh, I, I would like to get like some small EPs, like four, three, four songs. You know, just working with one specific producer on each one, mm-hmm. so it's it's a a very cohesive sound. Um, knowing that people have noticed the sequencing on this project and, and how cohesive it is. Like I want to continue that trend and, and provide high quality music, visuals, all that um, for for the future. And we'll see where it takes me. That's what's up, man. Appreciate yeah. you for coming through. Yeah. Bro. Thank you for once having again, me, dog. Once yeah. again. Once again, man, follow the kid, man. Follow Kobe. Ayo Kobe. A Y O C O V I on yes, all sir. social media platforms. Let's do something radical, y'all. Let's go on iTunes and purchase this thing, man. Yeah, get, it's only, get, get it's only man eight dollars, man. Eight dollars, eight dollars is nothing, man. You, you could buy some trash McDonald's, a whole meal for eight dollars and twenty nine cents, man. Get Facts. this, get this man his eight dollars. That's man. less than paying to get into the club, man. That's a fact, bro. That's less than a drink in the club. Mm. <laughs> Come on, man. Facts, yo. Support a young black entrepreneur, all right? Yes, sir. And once again, uh, if you want to hit me up on on iTunes or First of all, subscribe on iTunes. Do that. Um, rate five stars. Leave a comment. Yeah. All of that is is necessary for visibility. So I appreciate that. Follow your boy on um, Instagram and um, on Twitter at sxsndls. My personal Instagram, Emmanuel since eighty five. And last but not least, it's the Socks and Sandals podcast where society culture. History and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. Grace and peace. I gave you the truest me, my truest speech, true and deep from the loosest leaves of my loose leaf. My flaws and all, see. 
I'm fragile, but by grace I am choosing peace over losing sleeping. I must say these sandals fit quite nicely over these pre-release. Nike sacks, Birkenstocks, oh what a faux pas, unmasked, unabashed, unashamed, I hear the voice set up unacclaimed. Yeah. What up y'all, real quick, I want to truly, from the bottom of my heart, thank everybody who's been listening, man, all the new listeners. Uh, the listenership has been going up subscriptions have been going up um all the support all the feedback is necessary is food to my soul food to my spirit like i'm not i'm not joking y'all so i really appreciate everybody um got some big things popping for 2019 on the horizon um a live show or two coming up merch is coming uh, so y'all can really, really support your boy, you know what I mean, when this merch come through and the live show comes about. I'll be letting y'all know, keeping y'all posted. Um, just stay tuned to the socials and, of course, to the podcast. All right. I'll let y'all.